Okay guys, this is my second interlude. And with interludes, I already told you guys, I like to say a little poem just to connect with the next poem. Um, I actually wanted to talk more about the last poem that you guys just heard. Um, with that poem, I had courage. I wrote that poem a couple months back, and at that time, I actually thought that it embodied everything in full that I was going through. And until now, until now, I really realized that it didn't. Because this whole summer, I've been really going through the same things in the poem, the personal part. Because there are two parts. It's the switch in the poem. And if you really listen to the, the words of the poem, you will find the switch. And, um... When I think about that poem from the personal standpoint, I really just think about, you know, love and courage in love. And I always say that courage in love is the best thing that you can have because not only are you sharing love with others, but you have the courage to do so. And I think in this world, we're so guarded with love like we really don't know what love is so we call one thing love and it's not and then when it doesn't turn out the way that we want it to be we get disappointed and we say that we don't love anything anymore and I feel like this summer I went through that like and I thought I wouldn't ever go through that again but I did and it just happened when I was trying to have a relationship with someone and it was going good for like the first three weeks to the month. And then they were like, let's just be friends. And I was like, what? And at that point, I felt rejected. And it brought me back to when I was in elementary school. And I remember in fifth grade, after school, I was at my grandmother's house and she has a big mirror in her bathroom and I just looked in it and I told myself I said fuck it you know you're dark skin you can't get over that because you know my whole school life I just been told that I'm blacky that I'm black and ugly and all this type of thing they really couldn't call me ugly because they knew that I wasn't true but my skin color they could really pick on me for that and when it I really didn't um I really didn't notice that I was dark-skinned until somebody in my family pointed it out. And at that time, you know, you really don't understand what's really going on. Because my whole family, aside from my ancestors, and when I say my ancestors, like my great-grandmother, she was dark-skinned. I always get compared to her as being chocolate drop. And um, my great-grandfather on my... No, my granddad, on my dad's side, he's actually African, so he's really dark-skinned. Like, I remember meeting him when I was a kid, and I ran away because I just didn't understand. <laughs> he kind of scared me a little bit because his skin was just so black, and um, that's where I get it from. And now being 21 going on 22, you appreciate that. And I feel like this journey of being this summer being rejected by someone that I actually did have deep feelings for 
it kind of brought me back to that point when I was in fifth grade and I told myself, hey, you're dark skinned. They're going to keep talking about you. You're not black. You're not. Well, you're black, but you're not ugly. So it doesn't matter. And that sense of rejection came back to the surface. And I think this whole summer I've been trying to work through that. Because I don't think I have any physical fears, but when it comes to like emotional fears, that's my biggest fear is being rejected. And I felt like life brought me back to that moment so I can live through it again and gain a deeper strength within myself. And that's something that I just figured out. Like life is so beautiful and I feel like so many people take it for granted. So many people take their life lessons for granted, and that's something that I don't ever want to do. And the second part talks about my mission in life. My mission in life is to spread the truth, to spread the truth, to spread the knowledge that was hidden for so many centuries about me and my ancestors and about my brothers and sisters who are all around, you know, walking around like zombies because they don't know who they really are. And... I'm not gonna say that I have been subjected to some things of the world and some things of our oppressor, but I will say that I am conscious of everything that I do and everything that I see. I'm very conscious. And I wrote this poem called, When Will We? And it really just embodies all the questions that I have about the, about the earth and what we're doing to it and what we're doing to our children and what we're doing to each other. And it's called, When Will We? <laughs> when will we get the answers we deserve? When will this madness cease? When will we stop killing our little boys and kidnapping our little girls? When will we all find peace? When will love start spreading all throughout the world? When will we start living in perfect harmony? When will we come together as one? When will we start to think? When will we teach our children that love is stronger than any gun? When will we bring back our spirituality? When will we, you know, when will these wars stop? When will we begin to walk in God's plan for humanity? When will we bring back the love that we first shared? When will we all find our inner peace? When will hate stop? When will hate stop? I just sit and think at times, you know, and I just wonder, you know, what will the world be without racism? Where will the world, you know, be in the timeline of progression without, you know, having to look over your shoulder because you're black and having white people run to their cars at night out of the grocery store looking at you in fear. Not knowing you have money in your pocket and you don't need their money. When will racism end? Like, when will I be able to walk in the store owned by an old little white lady and she doesn't follow me around the whole store? Not knowing I have $500 in my pocket and I don't want nothing in that store without paying for it. People really don't know our struggle. 
They don't know why we strife to get ahead in life. They don't know. Even when I went to Ghana and I had to explain to these teachers that I was working with, you know, black people in America, we've been through some things. We've been, we've been hung, we've been lynched, our bodies been burned like strange fruit on trees. We, we've been going through so much. They killing our little boys and getting convicted or not convicted. <laughs> but we're getting convicted, locked up in prison over the tiniest little things while the oppressor runs free. When will racism end? Like, when will it cease? I guess that's something that time will have to bring. I guess time will bring peace. Peace. <laughs>